Maltese once said, creativity takes courage. When we create, we're inviting others to look at our soul. Living in rural Appalachia, art is seriously everywhere. Come to one of our artist shindigs and you'll see everything from Christian folk art to the macabre and dark, usually all in the same place. Thank you for listening to Weird Appalachia. I'm Erin. I'm Jess. And today we're get <laughs> getting tickled. <laughs> and today we're getting into the truly unique Eastern Kentucky art scene. Yeehaw. <laughs> we're gonna enthusiastic <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm on a struggle bus. So before we get too far into it, uh Jess has some really exciting news. Recently I started a project called Art Positive Project and it's for people that really can't afford to take an art class for women and they can bring their kids. Us moms, sometimes we lack the strength to even take time out for ourselves, and sometimes we just don't have anybody, you know, to be like, hey, I'll watch them. You go do what you need to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be a therapeutic class because I know how art, for me, it makes me feel better emotionally, physically. I just get a lot of things out that I couldn't speak about or talk about. It's therapy. It really is. <laughs> it's my therapy. <laughs> but I also know that we live in a very poor area. And I know as a kid growing up, I would have never got to experience anything like, you know, a paint class just because they wasn't the extra money to go around. So, yeah, no um, one was really doing that kind of stuff when we were no, younger. No, not, not like really. They no. And it just goes to show you, like, a lot of the population or your community can be not involved in anything just because they can't financially afford it. Um, so the art class is free. Nobody's going to be turned away if you want to just take time out to come in and just talk or whatever. It's good for that, too. You know, I want people to make friendships. I want, you know, moms, dads, whoever comes to the class, children to make good friendships and keep coming, you know, because we'll keep doing other things like um, we're going to feed you. Free child care. Yes, free child (laughs) care. And we're also involved with the high school. Uh, the beta club will be volunteering for a lot of the classes. So kids. free labor. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> just community yeah. coming together. One thing you talked about when you first started planning all this, and when you were you know trying to get the funds together, you talked about how in this area, a lot of the time moms feel guilty over taking that me time. Yeah, you do. You really do. You feel. I, I mean, I do. I feel guilty all the time when I have to leave my kids somewhere, yeah. and they have, you know, or they don't get to do something because I can't financially afford it. Or yeah, you feel like you're taking something away from your kid. We you really do. do, and and mentally, moms need a break. If it's yeah. just an hour a day, if you just take an hour to mentally collect yourself, you know, sometimes you just you just need that minute to kind of you collect yourself and not let your kids see you fall apart, because a lot of parents, you know, if you're a parent, you can't. You don't want them to see you, like, struggle because kids truth. worry, you know. It's true. You know, when, when you kid, a kid, you see mom crying, you're like, oh, God. Something's wrong. <laughs> if mom's <laughs> crying, mom either crying? she's ready to kill somebody or she just yeah. died. Well, I recently made a huge jump in my career, a huge career path change completely from graphic designer to going into the mental health field. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, so, like, we're, like, connected. Me and Aaron is trying to counsel people, people. Yeah. People, people. (laughs) (laughs) But one of the biggest things in all the trainings and all of the things I've had to do so far, the number one thing they stress is self-care. Yeah. 
you can't help others if you're not okay. That's right. I mean, you can, but you can't do it for long because you're going to burn out fast. Yeah. And, you know, just like I want to say, because a lot of um, people, we talk about women a lot, mm-hmm. you know, struggling. Men struggle too. Yeah. They need a break. If you're a dad, mm-hmm. you need a break too. It's not just moms all the time need a break. You both need a break. And if mm-hmm. you want to come to the paint class, you know, look for us on Facebook. We're on Facebook. Um, I'm getting the Instagram together. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very, very new project. It's very new. Our first class is August the 2nd. It is field, sadly, if you wanted to do it. It'll be over by the time we upload anyway. Yeah. But, like, um, it's for the next year, and it's all free, child care, everything's free to you all. You will not pay for nothing. Um, It's based in Sayersville. It's based in Sayersville, and I partnered with the Renaissance Building, and they actually donated space for me to have it, and I'm really appreciated to them because without them I would have had to pay for a, um, a place and oh it's so great when the community comes together and um, yes. rallies around a project especially an art project I know an art project <laughs> it's really interesting because it's like you know you think of Eastern Kentucky actually anytime I've ever told someone who's not from Kentucky that I'm from Kentucky they're like you like fried chicken so Please. tired of hearing that oh side note on the on Kentucky fried chicken there is a meme that cracked me up the other day <laughs> of a dad saying that his son thought the tie of Colonel Sanders was a potty I know <laughs> yes. and every time and he's I like can't I can't not see it now yeah and every time oh, I see yeah. it I'm like oh he looks like he's dancing he's got a big old head kind of looks like he's dancing for chicken <laughs> Yeah, we live in a um, we live in an area where you just wouldn't think that art's a thing. And growing up, I wanted to be an artist. I was a kid that loved to draw. I loved anything artistic. There was nothing. There was nothing artistic around that time, especially way out in the boonies where we lived. Cause yeah, it was like head of the holler. Like we knew, like I didn't even know an artist personally that like actually lived and just did art. Yeah. You know, which even at that time, I had heard of Tom Wigger. Yeah, I hadn't. People I don't around know. here talked I'm about Tom Whitaker. A head of holler somewhere. But if you're if you're new to the podcast, Tom Whitaker is my idol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like everyone who's an artist in around our area's idol because he's he's so talented and so down to earth. And you have to look up his his work. He does have a website. Yeah, he it's awesome. But he was he was always kind of like the gold standard of anyone who wanted to be an artist around here. As soon as you learned. Anything about it. You learned about Tom Whitaker and, yeah. and his work. And his work is everywhere if you don't want to look for it. If you're in eastern Kentucky, you will see his prints everywhere. Especially fall coming up, you know, like oh, the yeah. festivals are coming He's up. He's always set up at the festivals. Yeah, I've got... seen his prints in schools and hospitals and professional offices. Yeah. But he does so much more than that. And he always tells a story of, you know, every artist has their art that's only for them. Yeah. If I'd had something, you know, I'd always look forward to art in yeah. school. And my mother was an artist. I saw a lot of art, so I knew that I loved it. But I, did, I didn't understand what it would take to actually just be an artist. I thought, like, that's not really a career. That's just who you are. If you're an artist, you make art. See, I, I'm, I mean, I think that's just the way it is. Like, especially in my age group, you know, like, art was just a fun thing you did yeah a fun class an easy class to pass <laughs> <laughs> it's so subjective it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah but you know for me like the first thing that I ever come across art was you know like the Monet story from an earlier episode if you guys want to hear that yeah um my grandma 
hear my Michigan accent coming out. Sorry. My grandma. My grandma. My grandma. My mamaw. Sorry. <laughs> my mamaw, you know, buying me that paint set, like, really set it off for me. And I yeah. just had little uh, little cards out of an envelope set, I think, that yeah. I used to use. A stationary set that she also bought a year or two. <laughs> like, everything was half used. But, you know, just sitting watching KET, watching, you know, somebody recreate a Monet and just doing the little dots. I mean, that was the first thing that I ever seen. I was like, oh, my God, that's a lot of Yeah. I wish I would have kept them. I really don't know what happened to them. I think it was in a the odor trailer. Yeah, I came up uh, in a trailer. The house fire. Yeah. Our trailer burnt when I was, like, in second grade, so that went up in flames more likely. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's okay. what happened, but... You know, just doodling or drawing, you know, just throughout the years. Yeah, and I really, ju- you know... Sitting I can't keep class. a tablet because I'd be like, I don't know why I'm buying you tablets for work, for school. You don't do schoolwork in them. You draw them up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and I did. That's, yeah, that's what I did too. And then you just get done with it and it was just like somewhere. But I remember like, you know, we had art class and it was whatever. Nothing, not dogging it. Not dogging our art classes, but they were kind of cookie cutter. There wasn't a whole lot of just like encouraging expression. It was just like basics, like this is how you do this. Um, yeah, you know, try symmetry to make it look like this. and shading, and that's about it. There's a lot of that. Yeah, and I did. Some people think this is a unique perspective that I have on art classes, and I don't regret taking any of them. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it. I've learned a lot, and I've had a lot of amazing art teachers. Yeah, but I do feel. Like, in having taken, because I've taken everything. I've taken art instruction schools. I had art in high school. And I mean art instruction schools, like, the draw this puppy and nail it into us. And then you take a whole course. Yeah. And, like, they, they will, like, take these pieces of tracing paper and lay them on top of yours and then, like, mark everything you did wrong. <laughs> Shit. I would be, like, so insecure with that. Soul, soul crushing. <laughs> because, like, I came from completely different. Like, I didn't take an art class at all. Yeah. So, like, just whatever happens. It's crazy happens. how polar opposite we are with that. Yeah. But it's a good pr- perspective. It know? is. Because you're, like, completely different from me. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, I did learn a lot. I did that. Uh, I did college art classes. I went to the Art Institute for graphic design, but there was a lot of traditional art elements and classes that I had to take. And in doing all of that, yeah, here I am, a 31-year-old woman who's looking back and thinking, I think I got a little bit robbed of something I used to just naturally have. Yeah. Because now I second guess everything. Yeah, you have to do, you're rethinking the basics and yeah. perspectives. Yeah, because I'm like, learned. are these proportions right? I don't think these are right. And instead of just going with my gut, I'm trying to get things to look And right. see, like, I'm the total opposite. Like, some things I look at and I'm just like, I wish I could do that, you know? I wish I could take a class and somebody tell me how to do a certain thing because, like, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, like, this arm looks weird. Sometimes that's what makes it beautiful. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, usually I don't paint people because I feel so awkward about it. And I don't. I feel like the body form is going to be weird. There's always something awkward. But, like, recently I've been making myself paint people. So, Mm -hmm. like, the last thing I painted, if you all go to my page on Facebook, (laughs) uh, (laughs) you will see Aquarius. And that's, like, the first complete bodied person I have ever painted. And it turned out great. I it's love beautiful. It. I feel like, especially with someone who's not trying to be like anatomically correct or whatever, whenever you just go with it and you just paint it, you paint it the way you feel, it becomes more like um, gestural. Like, it's not about making it look 100% right. Yeah. Which yours actually is pretty, pretty anatomical, honestly. 
but it's more about that feeling. You look at it, you see that pose, that gesture, and you just feel. It makes you feel something, and that's what art's supposed to do. Yeah, but you, you know, like that—that's one thing I do love about not having any kind of um, what is it called? Like form, training, formal training, uh, formal training. That's as, for the birds. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, for, which I don't knock people as formal training. You've got no, one up on me. No, it takes all bit. kinds. Like when I paint. And I paint and I painted her, and it was just like for some reason it's just it like automatically comes out of you. It's just something that your brain. It's weird to see how much your brain can remember. It is a like, lot of it will just come pouring right out of you automatically. No, like the way somebody sit one time and you're seeing that. Yeah, you, you know, don't like, always need that reference picture. Like you kind of make yourself think that you do. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Come to a point to where okay, this is strange. And I don't want to, like, write along about my own work, but I think this is weird and interesting. I've done a few pieces, and I did a whole show around this, of faceless women. Yeah. And I've come to a point where sometimes now when, I, when I'm when i thinking about drawing a face, I, I just don't. I just, I feel like they don't need a face. Yeah. But it, it started as a statement of, like, you know. It's a body image. So yeah. yeah yours was, like. Can, yeah. you know, be happy with your body? Well, not even that. It was it's just, like, all kinds of women. It was more focused on the negative end of it of a, well, you don't really matter. You're just a rack for a garment to hang on. Oh, okay. So the, the women as individuals are not seen. They're just... To me, like, when I went to your show, though, it's completely opposite. Yeah. Well, I wanted there to be positive aspects, but that's where the concept came from. Yeah. And uh, my fiancé encouraged me. He was like, you, these faceless pieces you're doing are amazing you should roll with that for a i while. love your faces faceless I love your face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know like when you have something that's faceless like people can imagine their own face there yeah so it's a good outlet yeah. for a, a lot of people so sometimes it's way more powerful to leave a detail out yeah so i mean just i mean that's just like me like i don't really do faces all that often and mostly mine are more solar and universal kind of yeah. meanings. Heavenly bodies. <laughs> yeah. Instead of person bodies. <laughs> yeah, it's heavenly bodies. And that that didn't even have a face. It had flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? Who knows? What does anything mean? I don't know. <laughs> what do I mean? Why am I here? Why is the sky blue? <laughs> why are boobs good? <laughs> I mean, I could tell you why the sky is blue, but that's scientific. <laughs> <laughs> what we're really here to talk about, even though <laughs> we just talk, talk. talking about a sale. What we really want to get across today is, I mean, sure, we make work. We make, we make art. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but the communities that we've been a part of, especially Grayson. the Grayson Gallery. Oh my God, I love We've Grayson. met so many amazing artists. It blows my mind to really think about how different so many rural Kentucky artists are. Yeah. Like, there's every style that you can think of in this one little space in the Grayson Gallery, which is like, well, first off, I'm, we've talked about it a lot. If you want to see it, we have videos of it. Just go to our Facebook, go to or YouTube. Or just travel to Grayson. Or Dan, go to Grayson. Dan is really welcoming. He's it, awesome. Dan Click is amazing. Mindy Click's life is amazing. Yes. Every artist involved with the Grayson Gallery is amazing. Yeah. They got they actually get funding to do stuff with the arts from like the city. Yeah, the city like covers a lot of their um utilities and their 
stuff like that. And I think that's amazing. I wish hers did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hint, hint. Hint, Hello, hint. <laughs> <laughs> It's just amazing to see a community rally around one thing. You yeah. know, especially because it's really hard to get a community to rally around anything. Yeah. Because everybody's, a little, you know, different and they stay in their cliques and... Yeah. I think it's awesome also, like, when you think of a gallery setting, typically, yeah. you think of, you know, this very pristine thing you see in the movies to where the art's hung so, so, so far away from each other and everyone's just standing, sipping wine and be like, mm-hmm, yes, this is from this movement, from this, <laughs> this art piece. I would stand out like a sore thumb in that bunch. The the art scene in Eastern Kentucky is so different. No, it's like coming to a barbecue. It's like, hey, how are you? You know, I'm so happy to see you. How you doing? For one, the the Grayson Gallery is in an old firehouse that's been repurposed. Yeah, and it's so awesome. And it's so eclectic. There's like weird heads sitting on top of speakers. Yeah, and when they've always they got tie dye everywhere, and I love that. And it's just an all around good atmosphere, positive yes. and great time. When you think of art, a lot of the time, um, especially you know the real art scene, I'm going to call it like the game, the art game. Yeah. To me, it's very pretentious. It's pretentious and it's exclusionary. It, it very much is. It's this is good. This is not good. You want you want these famous people, and they're only famous because someone so says their work's good. Yeah. That's not a thing here. Who are you? Come. Come here. Say my work's good. At least. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. I'll pay you. <laughs> Befriend me. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not, especially not at the Grayson Gallery. Uh, I've never experienced that because they hang everything they get. And yeah. they're so encouraging. In the most part, like most people that I've met, like they're like, oh my God, I love your stuff. And I'm like, I love your stuff. And you're like, I'll share it. You know, send it to me. I'll share it on my page. And, yeah. you know, like we're all just networking each other. And I love that. And we all understand that. We all understand the whole helping each other is sharing each other's work. Talking yeah. about each other's work. Trading each other's work. I listen, some of my most favorite pieces that I own are got from art trades with other artists. That's awesome. That's what we do here. We don't just... You hear Southern hospitality. It's it's in the art world, too. Yeah. Like, I'm really bad to, like, somebody like my thing and I'd be like, oh, you can have it. <laughs> you like it? You can have it. Because it's in their house and then eventually somebody's going to come through and be like, oh, yeah, maybe they'll say it's cool. I don't know. Or weird or whatever. But they'll look at it and be like, hey, where'd you get that from? Yeah. Oh, I just want to see it go home. so gave it to me. You just want to see it go home with someone you know is going to love it. Yeah. Even if, you know, 20 years down the road, it's going to turn up in a goodwill somewhere. For me, it's just like, if you really love it, good, take it. And pricing your work is a whole other thing. <sighs> you know, you go to New York, you're going to pay thousands of dollars for a painting. You can come to Eastern Kentucky and get you a real nice painting for 50 bucks. I actually had to look it up on Google how to price art. Yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah, I, I had no clue. I had no clue. And it, it's just it like too. crazy. Oh, and most artists pay themselves $15 an hour for whatever they do. And I'm like, it takes me like... 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so 15, half of 15. <laughs> <laughs> Just like what? People talk about Kentucky. They talk about rural Appalachia and they're like poverty. That's the first thing you think of. Poverty. Um, they go back to like when it was at like the 40s and Yeah, 50s. they think barefoot hillbilly. Yeah. Absolutely. And. Coal miner's daughter. I mean, there is, <laughs> there is that. We do have poverty. So whenever it comes down to being an artist. How do you 
look at someone who wants your painting and try to charge two and three hundred dollars for it when you know they want it and they can't afford it. But see, used to, I used to have a really bad problem with that because mm-hmm. I would think, because I really didn't think of myself as an artist. It took me years to even call myself an artist, let alone mm-hmm. be like, I want two hundred dollars for this. Yeah, you do feel outlandish by saying that. You know, $200 is a lot of money for it people. Is. It's a lot of money for me. It is. I about choke if I spend $200 at the grocery store. But there are people here who will pay it. They will pay you $200 or $300 for something yeah. they really love. You just have to put a worth on your work. You do. But I also always try to do the whole, I have very inexpensive things with me also. I do that too. Because I, that's an important experience. Like, you want to know how I price? If I'm really emotionally attached to it, it costs a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad for that, though. I get really attached to the things I make, and I don't want to see them go. Yeah. Well, see, like, I'm the total opposite. Like, me, when I paint, it's releasing something out of my body. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, more of, like, letting go of things that I struggle with or worry about or maybe even just... I do Question. that too. I do that too, and I think that's why I get so attached to it because I have that therapeutic experience creating it, and that makes me feel like super close to it. The only thing that I've ever been really close to was the first spray paint I ever did, and I ended up giving it to somebody for a birthday present. A child. A child for a ten. Which is beautiful. Which is great because, like, feel good about that. I think that she will always think back to be like, that was my first piece of art that I ever bought, or not yeah. bought, but got gave, you know, by a a real artist. Yeah. I mean, that's a big memory for her. So, yeah, we got galleries. We got the Mountain Arts Center, which is amazing. Yeah. They are very they are very good to us over at the Mountain Arts Center. Oh, yes. And the Grayson Gallery. Those are our top galleries that we visit very often. But aside from the actual gallery experiences, the biggest part of the art scene here is festivals. Yes. And you do get a lot of crafts. Not dogging that. I love crafts just as much as anybody else. But you... We, I mean, you're talking to somebody that paints jars. <laughs> I mean, there's this beautiful little renaissance of the arts happening in Eastern Kentucky right now, and I can't, yeah, I can't be any more about it. Right, like, <laughs> I love it's it. It's just like everywhere, and we're even starting to see a lot of uh, festivals centered around only the art. We've got uh, an artist expo, com- a creative expo coming up in Garrison that's being planned by Cre- Karina Yates. Yeah, and and she's put a lot of work into it, and we see her a lot at Grayson Gallery, and she does amazing stuff. If you go to a Kentucky festival. You're going to see everything. Everything. Not just the art. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. Even the people are interesting. So come out and see us. You're going to see some bootleg purses. Yes. Used video games. Yes. Jewelry. Knockoff jewelry. Mm -hmm. uh, Art. Plenty of art. You're going to see Tom Whitaker most likely. (laughs) More than likely, yeah. And good food. Like there's always good food. Like Deep fried everything. I had he'll... Hillbilly hibachi the other day, and they're amazing. Oh their food are, is awesome. I, if you ever hear me talk about Donna Williams, she is the person who taught me everything I know about art. Like she's the, awesome. Like the biz. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a very talented artist herself. That's not her name no more. No, it's like Thea. Thea Donna. Thea Donna. I like it. It's kind of pretty. It really is cute. Oh, I'm a bad friend. I don't know your name, Donna. I feel I'm like sorry. It's Sailor Moon, like kind of <laughs> instance. Like she'd be a, a character in Sailor Moon. Oh, she would love that. She's awesome. <laughs> yes. But she's a really talented artist. Um, and we always had these conversations. We wanted to show that, you know, Kentucky has folk art. And we love folk art. Don't get me wrong. We did a whole episode about folk art. It was like yeah. our first episode ever. The quality's not the best, but y'all should check it out. 
<laughs> we were learning. You see where we came from. <laughs> Our humble beginnings. <laughs> when we were toddlers. Oh, we were podcast toddlers. Yay. Now we're podcast adolescents. <laughs> Yeah, you would think so, because our last few episodes have been kind of racy. It's been kind of crazy. We're going through podcast puberty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every group show we've ever had has just been a collection of so many styles. Yeah. And every artist around here, they do, they all develop their own style that is so incredibly unique. So let's take a little bit of time to talk about some of, some of these amazing people, besides ourselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. I don't think I'm amazing. Whatever. So I met all these amazing artists with such distinct styles. I was like, how do they even develop that style? You know. Yeah, I remember seeing um, Jen Noble's The City of Hazard, and yeah. she had blue jean. Yeah. Oh my God, it was amazing. She works fabric into her pieces, and yeah, it's amazing. and they're beautiful. It amazes me what she does. By the time she even posts it, it's gone. Like it's um, oh yeah, she sells it as fast as she makes it. Uh, I'm gonna do my best to post work of everyone we talk about on our Instagram and Facebook. So be sure you follow us. Us just talking about it, it's not gonna do it. You need to see it because yeah. the work is so good. Um, Ken Swinson is someone that I met through all these crazy little art shows that we do, and his work is so uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It, it's paintings and drawings, and he does a lot of digital. He mm-hmm. actually does even animations in his own little style that he does. And it looks almost like patchwork quilts. Cool. And it, But modern. Yeah. It's gorgeous. And he does everything. This guy makes uh, woodblock prints. He does these get-togethers where people make art zines. It's amazing. And um, Lacey Hale, she's from Whitesburg, and Whitesburg has its own amazing just thriving art community. Yeah. And she's the creator of No Hate in My Holler. Yeah, I have that shirt and I love it. And like, I wear that thing out. She actually had an acknowledgement in Time Magazine for that campaign. It's awesome. But aside from, you know, that's wood, that's like a, a woodblock carving that she, yeah. she does for a shirt. She designs gorgeous shirts. But she's also like the super talented oil painter. Yeah. Her work is amazing. Um, she she has a definite style that's somewhere between realism and I don't know. Would you, I don't know. Would you say impressionism? I don't think. so. I would think it would be impressionism. I mean, it's just lacy style. Yeah, it's lacy style. <laughs> 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 yeah. And she's just the sweetest person. She's someone that I look up to because she can actually just be a full time artist. And that's awesome. Like that's what I aspire to be: full time, yeah. getting paid every day to do something. I'm super excited about this uh, creative expo we have coming up because... Me too. Bug St. Paul. Woohoo! We love you, Bug. We love Bug. Yeah. Bug's work is amazing. You need to go follow her on Instagram. I know. Instagram. I want to buy something. <laughs> like, every, th- every time I'm like, how much is this? Oh, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Just like, no. <laughs> no, I want it. it. <laughs> no, I want it. She's been on the podcast before on an episode where we talked about mental health and the arts. And her work... She's really just coming into her own, especially right now. Cause it's, yeah, because she's like went into this. Uh, I'm I'm not really sure what kind of character. I don't know. They put me in mind of like Nightmare Before Christmas kind of thing. Yeah, it's a little t- a little bit Tim Burtony. Yeah, but I love them. Yeah, like I it's wanted. Gorgeous. Um, <laughs> it was Vincent. I, yes, that's the one. It's gorgeous. I, I wanted Vincent so bad, but she wouldn't let me have him. We have a lot of other artists who do way different things than just paintings. We've got people like Jason Shepard. 
who started a comic book. Yes, and he's amazing. And he, he just got acknowledged by like the holy gr- grail for my sake of redheads. <laughs> 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 I can't. Oh. The April O'Neil. Yes, from the original Ninja Turtles. And I was so happy for him. Like, it was so... I, I get excited when other people yeah. work gets acknowledged. See, that's something that's amazing about our art community. Is we genuinely get excited for Because I'm other. like, I know you. You're so cool. It's like, and even though... So, even but Jason's if, cool anyway. <laughs> even if you're down, deep down being like, God, I wish that was me. You are genuinely happy that it happened to your friends. I'm happy with every... Like, I'm just... When anybody gets success in our area, I'm just so happy for them because it's very rare. Like, even though it's so rare to get acknowledged for art in the first place, in the grand scheme of things, Mm -hmm. to be acknowledged in our area and from Kentucky, like, no matter where you're at from Kentucky, I'm like, yay, you're from Kentucky. And if you get praise from another artist... Oh, yes. Oh, uh, just like, it's like, to me, that's like the equivalent of when, like, the Academy Award that's, like, voted on by your peers. <laughs> yeah. That's what that feels like to me. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm one of you. <laughs> I have one more artist I want to talk about, and that is Krista Graham. And she's been doing this series that I'm absolutely in love with, and it's black and white ink. Mm-hmm. But you know the old, like, um... TV screen whenever they'd sign off and it had like the block the bars of colors yeah. and like the high pitch feet. She works those into all these different kinds of scenes and cool. sometimes they're like someone's face or like balloons with that TV screen and everything else just black and white. Yeah. It's so amazing. Awesome. I'll have to check into it. <laughs> we live in Eastern Kentucky. We make a lot of art. what else you want us to say if you're not in the weird Appalachia group do yourself that favor (laughs) yeah because like we make people laugh every day all of the events I've talked about today all of the artists uh, we're going to post that all on social media and also be sure to go watch our videos we post lots of videos about the events we go to the Grayson Gallery, especially because there's always the best stuff going on and then Aaron ever posts the weird videos we do (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I get embarrassed. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about the Art Positive Project, you can find it on Facebook. If you want to see some of the eclectic Appalachian art we've talked about today, follow Weird Appalachia on all social media. I make a lot of videos of the events we attend, and you can find those on our Facebook and YouTube channel. Until next time, keep making pretty things, and keep Appalachia weird.